Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting. And have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way. As well as setting goals and updating our progress each week. With brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This episode's going to be really different because if you haven't noticed yet, it's just me, Taylor. I'm all by myself. Maddie is out on maternity leave. We took last week off. The episode before that, we actually recorded it. And like within the next 24 hours, she did end up having her little baby girl, Bethany. She was born on May 1st. So that's been like the big news in our world. Very, very exciting times. And yeah, we do have some plans to have episodes coming up with some different guest hosts and different topics going on with me and maybe some other rotating people that we'll have on the podcast. But for this week, it's just me alone. I've never done a podcast by myself. It already feels weird, like talking to no one. But if you're listening, thanks for keeping me company. It's bear with me here. But yeah, this is basically just going to be like an overall update episode of the last few weeks. There's been a lot going on since our last episode came out. We did our episode on extreme couponing. When we recorded that episode, Maddie was really the one that was the expert. She had been doing a little couponing since college. Then she did it quite a bit when she was in Chicago. She's kind of got out of it the last few years, but she was really the one with experience and When we recorded that episode, I had never even tried doing any couponing. Since we recorded that episode, things have changed. I am obsessed. I love couponing now at Walgreens. The last probably three or four weeks since we recorded that episode, yeah, I've been going every single Sunday. You can ask Rick, my husband. I've been like nonstop listening to different YouTube videos and Instagram and TikToks all about like different Walgreens and CVS deals. And I am like deep in it. So definitely going to follow up on that in this episode. But yeah, we also wanted to let you guys know that we heard the feedback that everyone loved that couponing topic. So we'll definitely still be focusing primarily on reselling and Poshmark and all of that with Sisters Who Posh, but we'll definitely have to keep you updated if we ever score any really great deals when it comes to couponing. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I know Maddie wants to get back into it too. Other than that, so I guess normally we start off our episodes with a what's new this week. So this week was really exciting. So I got to go to Dallas to visit Maddie and Bjorn and little baby Bethany. It was so much fun. I stayed with them for a few days and got to help out Maddie and just see her being a new mom. It was just so exciting. If you're new to the podcast, Bethany's Maddie's first baby. And also, I'm currently 21 weeks pregnant as well. So it's just like special times, you know, getting to see my sister be a mom. And also, I have a little baby in my belly too. So it's been really fun. It was really, really fun to see to see them. And yeah, I feel like I've just started putting together like a baby registry. And it was helpful to be there for a week and see like the stuff that you can see that they're reaching for most often. 
I know we talked a lot on the podcast about Maddie doing different thrift hauls at Once Upon a Child. I think like 99% of Bethany's outfits are secondhand. So it was really fun to see all the different outfits that Maddie's been collecting for the past, you know, months. See little Bethany in them now. It was so cute. As for me, I'm still pregnant. I made it past the halfway point. I'm 21 weeks now. It's all downhill from here, right? Yeah, I feel like I'm finally like starting to feel actually pregnant. Like my my belly's coming in quite a bit more than it has really been the first half of pregnancy. And I'm starting to get really nervous about the modeling aspect of my reselling business. I had to retire the jeans that I normally wear in all of my modeling photos this last week. It's not happening anymore. Like they do not fit at all. I basically wear these one pair of a Goldie jeans that I thrifted for myself every time I'm taking photos for my Poshmark. Yeah, for the past month, they've been getting tighter and tighter. And then I went to model like last week and it's over. I cannot squeeze those on anymore. So for now, I've been modeling my listings in just like black high rise yoga pants and it's been working okay. It's not like, I think the jeans really do make a lot of like the tops and jackets that I'm modeling look a little more outfitted out than the plain black leggings, but it still works. And yeah, I'm happy that I'm still able to model in some capacity for now, but it's got me thinking about like when that doesn't even work anymore. So I think I'm going to have to start figuring something out as far as how I'm doing my listing photos. One thing I have is uh, like one of those kind of, it's, it's like a bust form mannequin, like a half torso that's on a hanger. So I could use that on the wall to hang some of my items on. I don't love the look of that as much as modeling, but got to do what you got to do. I got to get these listings up. So I might try that. I might try experimenting with some different flat lays. If you do not model your items and you have tips of how to still have like an eye-catching cover photo, I am all ears about that right now. Definitely let me know. But yeah, other than that, I just got back from Texas a day ago here. It was so fun seeing Maddie. We had like the best time. I was trying to be helpful, like making them dinner and clean up around the house so they could just focus on taking care of the baby and resting. But I did get a chance to sneak over to the Dallas bins, which I've been wanting to do. When I was in Dallas most recently for Maddie's baby shower, that was on my list, but I never quite made it over there. We just had family stuff come up uh, and take priority. But one of the days this trip, I did have a little time to sneak over to the bins. And oh my gosh, it was amazing. Like, I guess I hadn't, I've just been used to the Phoenix bins here, which we've given some updates on the podcast about the Phoenix bins have been under construction since like last summer. There's like a capacity limit. It's like a way smaller space than it used to be where they actually have the bins. So there's just like less stuff to go through. I feel like it's just gotten really chaotic with all the rules and rotations during the construction. And it's hard to even get a cart. People are like very like cutthroat with the shopping and it's very chaotic and there are like tons of stuff's getting thrown on the floor and it's just busy, busy, busy. And in order to like even get in, a lot of times we have to go at 7.15 in the morning to register for a lottery to get in. Then they draw the names at 8 a.m. It's like a whole production. Even if you go at 7.15 a.m., there's a chance you might not even get in because of the limited capacity. So that's what been my experience with the bins the last year. 
And I totally forgot what it's like, how it used to be in Phoenix and how it was in Dallas when I was there last week, where you can just show up at the store. I think I got there at like 10 or 11 a.m., got to shop around for the day. I literally walked in, grabbed a cart. You know, no one was in a rush. It wasn't chaos. There was nothing on the ground. Everything was well organized, well kept. I was finding so many good mall brands, different things. I found like Lululemon, tons of Zara, some free people, some Abercrombie jeans. I even found some like Aritzia brands, which I was really excited about for the bins. I only stayed for probably like an hour and then checked out. The other thing in Dallas was the pricing was so much better than in Phoenix. They've been slightly raising the prices at the bins here. Right now, I think it's like a dollar. I can't remember if it's a dollar fifty nine or a dollar seventy nine. But in Dallas, I think it was only a dollar oh nine to shop the bins there. I know both sound so cheap when you just are hearing it, but I was noticing the difference in like having a. I had you know probably like over twenty five items of stuff, maybe even more than that in Dallas, and I only paid nineteen dollars. So great deals. Found a lot of good things. And then luckily I was lucky Maddie lent me a suitcase so that way I could fly home with all of my stuff. But yeah, I'm excited to get that all up and listed. And then I actually have some plans for some of the items that I've never done before. In Phoenix here, down in Gilbert, they opened one of those consignment stores. They are called Indie Clover. I think they originated in Utah. But basically what is what it is, is it's like an alternative to a Play-Doh's closet where I think it's designed for people to like be able to sell their own clothes. But rather than like bringing your stuff in and having Play-Doh's or Buffalo Exchange like price it out and buy it on the spot, what you do is you sign up to rent like a little booth space at the store. Cost, I think, $30. to rent a booth for the week. And then they also take one third of your sales from anything you sell. But you are the one that gets to set all the prices. And then obviously, like they have workers at the store that take care of everything for you. They have all the supplies there, like hangers and tags. So you rent a booth space from them. So I just rented one from them. It's my first one. It'll be this upcoming Saturday. I'll go in. It's from like 8 to 10 in the morning before the the shop opens where I'll go in, you bring like, you know, however many items you think can fit in this little booth space. They are pretty small. It's like a little clothing rack size. They give you the little like hang tags and the tagging gun and all the hangers. You price all of your items. You write your like booth number on it. You merchandise your little booth the way you want it. And then you can just set it for the week. And then the following week, You tear it down that following Friday and they will just Venmo you however much you made minus their commission that they take from it. So my friend Regina and my friend Lily here in Phoenix, they have both done booths at the Indie Clover here in Gilbert, which I think the Indie Clover here in Gilbert recently opened within the past few months. I think it's like one of the newer locations. So check this out. If they have them in your state, I think they are in a few different states now. Really cool for resellers to be able to rent a booth space. My plan is I have a bunch of stuff that I've pulled from recent bin strips or low cost inventory of like different mall brands and like trendier styles. And I'm going to try it out. I think I'm going to try to do two weeks in a row and just let it run and see how it does for me. And then one thing you can do is also like return to the booth, maybe like midway through the week or 
you know, if I do for two weeks, maybe I would stop in at one point, bring some more items to like refresh it and just kind of check in how it's going. I'm excited. So that'll be like a kind of passive income stream going on. I'm excited to see how that does and to experiment with it. I think it's a really good way to diversify some of my income here. And then the stuff that I thrifted in Dallas that I'm not using, I'll obviously just list on my own closet. And then I think my plan with the Indie Clover stuff that doesn't sell, maybe at the end of the two-week period that I'm there, I will maybe plan to do like a posh live show or a whatnot show using that inventory. From there, just list it to my own closet or try to bring it to a Plato's or Buffalo exchange on my own. But I thought it was kind of a cool, cool thing to try out. And both Regina and Lily have had some success with it. And it seems like worthwhile to kind of push some of those mall brand items that I find at the bins to a spot like Indie Clover. Other than that, I've been really working on just listing and drafting. Um, When I was in Dallas, I think I had created like 40 drafts and then I was able to list a few every day while I was there. So that was really working well. Sales have been okay this month, nothing like amazing, but it's also just been a really busy month for me. Like The first week in May, I had my two best friends from high school come out and visit, which was so fun. I hadn't seen them in like forever. We all live in like different spots now. So it's always a good time when we get together. So that was a lot of fun. And then the following week after that, we had our sister Macy's graduation from college here. So that was bittersweet because now she's all done at ASU. She's no longer going to be in Phoenix. So we're going to definitely miss her here. But Yeah, we had a great time. We had a little graduation party at our house, little pool party, and also just got to go to her graduation ceremony. It was so cute. She like bedazzled the top of her hat, you know, for graduation, which was really cute for pictures and stuff. But also it was like actually so nice because up in the bleachers, we were very easily able to spot her from the crowd with those sequins on the top of her hat. So that worked out really well. And then this last week I was in Dallas. So May is really flying by and I'm really hoping to have a good like second half of the month. Yeah, that's what's new with me. All right. And then we did get a listener question this week. So we are going to go over that here. This one is from Marlena. So she sent us a message saying, I finally hit gold status this year. You a while back had a helpful hint on one of your podcasts about how to price items. And I'm struggling to locate which episode now. It was either avoid $25, $50, or to list these items in that range so they would fall in multiple categories. Would you mind refreshing me? Yes. I think I had heard that tip from Mogi Beth originally. She makes a lot of really good YouTube video content with Poshmark reselling tips and tricks. But I think it was her. One tip for pricing your items that she swears by is that if you're kind of on the fence about like where to price something and you're getting close to one of these thresholds that Poshmark can have people filter the price by, it's a good idea to price it where it's in multiple categories. So if you look at, if I look at like my own closet and I'm sorting by price, they have like an under $25 section, a $25 to $50 section, a $50 to $100 section, $100 to $250 section, so on. So like, let's say you're planning to price something at like $45. Mogi Beth's tip is you might as well just price it at $50. That way, if someone's searching something by price, it would show up if they're searching in the $25 to $50 section or the $50 to $100 section. Something to keep in mind with pricing. I will say, I don't think about that that much when I am pricing my items. To be honest, I 
have done a lot of different things over the years when it comes to pricing my Poshmark items. Um, I've had everything end in just a zero. I've had everything end in just a five. I've had things end, you know, like how stores, like rather than having something marked for like $50, we'll have something marked for like $48 or like $49 because it just like sounds cheaper, not quite hitting the 50s yet. I've experimented with that in my closet. Right now, for the most part, I price everything just like around zero or five number. I think in general, when I'm sending out offers using like just the offers to likers tools in Poshmark, I've just found that when I use like a good round number, like $50, and then I send out like a 20% off offer, the offers just kind of make more sense than when I have things priced at like $48. Like for example, if I have something marked at $50, I send a 20% off offer out then everyone will get like a $40 offer. And I think it makes it seem like a real person sent out the offer more so than like, you know, when they get an offer, it's more just like $41 or something very random. That's just my thought process, but different things work for all different sellers. Some people like to price things low, you know, try to get like that eye-catching attention by having low pricing. Some people swear by pricing things double what you're actually intending on selling it for. That way you can send really deep discount offers and still end up selling it for what you are wanting to. So I have learned a couple things about couponing that I wanted to touch on because when we were recording last week, so I had literally never tried it and I have learned so much. I would say Walgreens is my favorite place to coupon. I feel like their app is really user-friendly. You can just scan things when you're in the store, clip the coupons, and then that way when you type your phone number in at the register, everything just comes off. So what I've been doing is some of the accounts that we shouted out in our last episode, those have been really helpful. But one of my favorite accounts that I've been following lately is Couponing Deals with Kayla on Instagram. She is awesome. Like literally on Sunday mornings, I don't know when she even goes to the store because I swear by like 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, she has her video uploaded of like all her best deals from the weeks on, on Walgreens. She's already been to the store. She's already done it. And I've just been, you know, at this point, recreating some of her deals of some of the products that I think Rick and I can use around the house. And it's been awesome. I love she she does a really good job explaining it. And she has some videos on her YouTube channel that really spell out like when you can use what coupons, when you can pay with Walgreens cash, when you should pay with register rewards to make sure you're like maximizing the amount of rewards you're getting back. So that's been huge. Basically what I've learned, and this is, like I said, I just started a few weeks ago. I probably have like a 25 to 50% understanding of this whole couponing things and only at Walgreens. So I'm definitely not an expert by any means. Basically, if you're doing some type of deal where you're wanting to earn Walgreens cash, then you cannot pay with Walgreens cash and then still earn the Walgreens cash the same way. So you have to be really careful with that. That's one thing to keep in mind. Same goes for if you are expecting to like get register rewards, there's like some some red tape with like paying with register rewards and earning the register rewards back. So what I've been trying to do is like kind of split my transactions where it's like, if I'm trying to like earn Walgreens cash on this transaction, I'll like pay with some of my register rewards from the week before and vice versa to kind of steer clear of that. That's been my method, but I'm still like playing around with it. I hear people in the coupon community talking about spend deals, which is when like a certain coupon or deal at Walgreens is promoted that you have to like spend 
X amount of dollars to get this much of Walgreens cash, you have to be like careful about how you pay. So a lot to learn there, but it's been fun experimenting. And honestly, even at Walgreens, you know, you can get really crazy with it and like, you know, couponing deals with Kayla and coupons with Alicia and one cute couponer. Those are probably like my top three accounts that I follow. They do such good deals where they're making money when it's all said and done with their rewards on their purchases. But if you're a beginner like me, it's great just even getting a pretty good deal on some of these items. And even just watching the Walgreens sales, oh my gosh, like a month ago when I would go buy laundry detergent at the store, I would just buy like a bottle of Tide or whatever for like $14.99, $19.99, however much like the big ones cost. And not anymore because now that I'm keeping an eye on the Walgreens deals, certain weeks there'll be a deal where you can buy four different Tide products that are just on sale for $9 with no coupon. So even if you don't even want to get into couponing, keeping an eye on those weekly circulars to score a great deal is awesome. I've also made a count on Ibotta. That is like an app for collecting rebates. That's been really fun to look at too, because some of these deals at Walgreens will stack with that. So it's like you buy a certain shampoo at Walgreens and it's on sale that week. They're two for $8. Then you have a $3 off two coupons. So then you're paying $5. Plus when you buy two at Walgreens, you might get a $4 register reward back. So you're only paying $1. Then maybe those shampoos are on Ibotta and you can take a picture of your receipt when you leave the store and get like $1.50 back for each of them. So that's how you're like making money on these deals, which is crazy. So I've been getting more into that. Finally on Ibotta, I just got up to $19 back between all my different rebates I've been claiming. And I think once you get to like $20 back, you can start redeeming that cash back out. So then I'll be able to use that cash like when I'm at Walgreens to pay the out-of-pocket balance. So I'm very excited about that. I'm like right there. I can almost do it. Just like everything, household items like vitamins, my like laundry detergent, body wash, shampoo, like all that kind of stuff, toothpaste, toothbrushes, saving so much money, getting some of these really great deals on those. And I definitely want to learn more about this. I would love, it'd be my dream to have like couponing deals with Kayla or coupons with Alicia or one cute couponer, Erica on the podcast so they could really share the knowledge because I feel like I'm a little bit, you know, barely having an understanding of this, but it's really, really cool. And it's really fun to see these experts at work, like how they, how they know how to do these deals. They don't just do Walgreens. Like they'll go to CVS, they'll go to Walmart, they'll go to Target, they go to Dollar General, they go to Dollar Tree. Like every week they're posting content, showing the deals at all of these stores. And it's, it's just really cool to see. I have had it now where a few deals have gone wrong, which I wanted to touch on because I think this is like a big thing in the couponing community where like sometimes the deals aren't what they are cracked up to be. So I I had like one day where I went into the store on a Sunday. I'm like shopping around the store and for some reason like that coupon system, it seemed like it was crashing or was down. And I was even reading in the YouTube comments on some of the YouTube videos I've been watching and people were saying the same thing. So I think the Walgreens system was down. Yeah, that creates created some headaches because like things weren't printing right at the end of it. They might have to like manually enter a coupon. So you have to really like know what you're doing and keep your eye on that kind of thing when that happens. I was talking to Maddie because I was telling her about this and then she it like came back to her that she was like, oh my gosh, I do remember like sometimes on Sunday when the deals change, Walgreens can have some technical issues every now and again. 
So something to be aware of. Maybe next time if I'm in the store looking at the deals, the coupons start acting funny in the app. Maybe I would just leave and come back at a later time. But it all worked out fine for me that day. But that was kind of an interesting situation. Uh, another situation, I ended up buying like these wrong razors to get the best deals. So then I had to return them but and exchange them up for the ones that were actually part of like the good sale to get like the best price. But then because I did that return exchange, it didn't, it like took back the Walgreens cash that I had earned from like doing the deal, which is like the whole reason I was doing the deal. So there's a lot of things like that, that come with practice and like you might have to like call Walgreens customer service or they have like the Walgreens customer service chat online and usually they're really good about like correcting anything like that for you and getting you your Walgreens cash back but it's I've been having a lot of fun with it it's it's been really cool I'm excited to keep going with it and yeah let let me know if you've tried these out we've seen a couple people tag us in stories that now other people have been inspired to do some couponing as well. Seriously, you can ask Rick. Like, I cannot get my hands on enough couponing content to watch. That's like all I'm watching on YouTube right now, searching out people's hauls and deals. So if you do a deal, definitely tag me in it. I want to see it. I'm like loving watching that kind of content right now. Really cool. Definitely want to keep going. And oh yeah, one one kind of cute thing is I did buy, I did do a deal on Pampers diapers this last week, which was just kind of sweet because it's the first diapers that I bought for my future son. He now has four packs of diapers ready to go for when he gets here. And I got them all for only $7 a pack, which is a pretty good price for some Pampers swaddlers, newborn and size one. So I feel like this is coming at the perfect time. I can stock up on some of these baby items that I'm probably going to be buying anyway while they're on a deal. Yeah, I was able to earn even more Walgreens cash rewards back for some of those deals as well. So I'm excited about the whole new couponing lifestyle. Another follow-up from a recent episode, we had our dad on recently because he sells some sports card collectibles online. And I wanted to shout out. So he was in town here for Macy's graduation. And during the day, one of the days, we got recommended by our cousin Shelby to check out this new show on Netflix called King of Collectibles, which was so good. It's only six episodes long. If you're into like reselling collectibles or anything like that, highly recommend. We had a really fun time watching and they really touched a lot of different categories on that show. It went from Beanie Baby collectors, which was like so funny because we always joke about how I have me and Maddie's Princess Diana princess beanie babies in my garage yeah we're like they could be worth a million dollars someday you know so we got to hang on to those i feel like those were like all the rage growing up of like we even had a book growing up that like showed like the potential value of the different beanie babies if we hung on to them they had an episode about that a lot of like sports memorabilia cards cool show check it out we watched all the episodes like in one day so it goes down very smooth yeah king of collectibles on netflix highly recommend all right and then for a goals update this week i'm kind of struggling in may i'm gonna be honest i've been really busy with with family coming and me visiting maddie and all of that i feel like i've been doing a pretty good job of like keeping listings going up on my poshmark but i haven't been doing as good of a job consistently cross-listing everything to the other platforms and also like sending out offers on poshmark as often Normally when I'm like really in my groove with Poshmark, I send messages out to people like letting them know to send me an offer and that sort of thing. So 
I think I am like right under $2,000 right now. We're a little over halfway through the month. So that is not looking good for my goal. But I'm excited about this Indie Clover thing. See how that works here going into June. And then I'm also really excited uh, about doing another live show during this week. I have probably like almost 70 items of unlisted inventory, which is crazy for me. I normally like don't really have unlisted inventory. I have finished taking photos of it all now. And I'll be putting all those listings up on my closet over the next few days. I think that should help too. But yeah, I'm really going to focus on trying to get back to having a live show every other week at least. And then also focusing on the consistent listing and just trying to get creative with different ways I can like diversify my reselling income as well with like Indie Clover or going to Buffalo Exchange, just different things I can do. So it's not all my eggs in one basket when it comes to Poshmark. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to my solo episode of Sisters Who Posh. I really missed Maddie this week. Definitely let me know who you would like to see on as a guest host in the future. I believe I'm going to record an episode with my friend Regina, Basic Posh Babe. She is awesome. She has been reselling for years and has a lot of great tips too. And then definitely Lily is going to come on at some point too. She has a lot of cool experience with selling at different like retail spaces and doing pop-ups. So that'll be really cool to get her take on that. And she's also been selling on Poshmark since high school. Like we always joke she was raised on Poshmark. So that'll be fun to have her on. And also like so hard podcasting without someone to talk to. Like I just need Maddie. Like I feel like normally when I record episodes with Maddie, I'm always accidentally interrupting her, talking over her, like barely getting her, letting her get a word in. But now that she's not here, I'm just like, you think this would be my dream to just be able to talk at length forever, but it's, it's just not the same when she's not here. Really miss her. We'll be back next week with an all new episode of Sisters Who Posh. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We really love reading those and they really help other people find our podcast. So if you could do that, that'd be awesome. Otherwise, if you have any questions or feedback, you can always email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com. You can send us a DM on Instagram, sisterswhoposh. Check us out over there. We will also be posting on our stories any like uploading or like programming updates these next few weeks while Maddie is out on maternity leave. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening this week. We'll be back next week. Love you all. Love you, Maddie. Miss you. Bye.